What do we love? Toys! That tinsel swinging And the bells are ringing And it's all such a big But you can keep the cards and the kind regards Cause I got a gift for you Hello everyone, welcome to our second episode of Exploit It, the show where we talk about exploitation and cult films. I'm Alexis Jowski. And I have lived long enough to see myself become the villain. Oh, unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Kevin Daly. And this week we're talking about Black Friday 2021, directed by Casey Tebow. Happy Black Friday, we love toys. We still on for pancakes tonight. Chris, you're on reg for the night. We're short staff. Wait up! I'm Emmett. You ever worked retail before? No. There's no day more harmful to retail workers than this day. What do we love? Toys! Good job. Places, everyone! Three, two, go, baby! Go Black Friday! Thank you very much. Happy holidays. (gasps) Holy shit! What the f? There is something wrong with the shoppers. We gotta do something. We're one hour into Black Friday, and we're escorting customers away from the store. Was that the new guy? Our shoppers are going crazy. Whatever you do, don't let them gather. They're building something. At this point, we're just in their way. We're gonna have to fight. I don't think this night can get any worse. Does anybody else just think that's funny? I told you they never die. We have to make a run for it. Exactly. Black Friday is over! Chucky says we're all going to die. Back up, homie! The fire will sit and admire The stockings all filled up at last I love it here. The police are here! Thank God! It's the time. Got your door buses right here, motherfucker. Not related to Tim. No. I don't think Tim would direct this movie. Now, Casey Tebow's a relatively new director. That's what happens when we do movies that are from the 2020s. I know, we got Zoomer films here. Yeah, this guy, he did a movie called Happy Birthday in 2016. And in 2018, he did a documentary called Barely Legal, which is about marijuana, by the way. Oh, it's not about the porn industry? (laughs) No. He did, however, do a lot of concert films and music videos, short films about musicians, did a bunch of stuff for Aerosmith, directed eight episodes of CMT Crossroads. That's random. Yeah. So this movie features Devin Sawa as Ken. Actually, the looking, first... Looking very, Tom, looking very much like Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah. Devin Sawa got old. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he He's... I'm not gonna lie, he looks cool in this movie. He does. He's aged well. Like, he looks kind of badass. He was like the hot young guy in Final Destination and Idle Hands, and... Here he's hot, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
We have Ivana Baccaro has Marnie, the little girl from Pan's Labyrinth. I know, I saw them like, man, that's insane. First of all, I'm ancient, because I yeah. saw that movie in theaters when I was an adult. Like, my what, my <laughs> mid-twenties or something? Yeah, and in this movie, she's in her mid-twenties. We we are Devin Sawa. Yeah, we are Devin Sawa. We are so- <laughs> Maybe that's why I got so sad when Devin Sawa showed up in the movie. I was like, oh. It's us. We're that age. He's got Fuck. gray in his beard. Me too. We have Ryan Lee as Chris. Um, he did a lot of short films before landing a role in J.J. Abrams' Super 8. And he's been in a few other movies, including Goosebumps, This is 40. As well as a main role on a short-lived show called My Dead X. We have Stephen Peck as Brian, who doesn't have a lot of acting credits, like no Wikipedia, but is self-verified on IMDb. Has Stephen Amethyst Peck, queer, non-binary, with pronouns they, them. Okay. So that is pretty cool. There you go. I always like to see that queer representation, you know? Yeah. Then we have Michael Jai White as Archie. I'm not sure how we've not done a movie with him in it yet. Yeah, when I looked at everything he's done, well, I mean, he started his career in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. He's a genre actor, for sure, and he's done so many things that we should do on this show. I'm shocked he hasn't done uh, He's done a bunch of black exploitation. He did The Asylum's Android Cop. Yeah. And then finally... We'll, we'll see him again. Yeah. And, and then finally, Bruce Campbell has Jonathan. Uh, and how have we not, uh, not done a Bruce not Campbell? We have. Which one? Congo. Oh, Congo. And he's also in Escape from L.A., isn't he? Yes, he's in Escape from L.A. Yep. So we have done two, two yes, Bruce Campbell is. movies. We're going to do no, plenty more. Yeah, no no big, this is the first, like, I would say big role that he's had yeah. on our show. A medium kind of role on Congo and like a nice little yeah. cameo in Escape from L.A. Creatures and special effects in this movie are done by Robert Kurtzman. Who very good. Is one of the greats. He's up there with Savini. Yep. They're excellent. And I meant to talk about him more last week, but I'd already written this paragraph. Yeah. Because we saw him last week on Cabin Fever. We saw his work. He did a lot of stuff in the 80s for Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween franchises. A lot of work in the 90s of films that we're covering, some actually quite soon. Worked a lot with Wes Craven and Sam Raimi. In 1988, Kurtzman, along with Greg Nicotero, who did the FX on Day of the Dead, and oh, okay. he was also the showrunner for Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, right on. They teamed up with Howard Berger to start K&B FX Group and have done the, the FX and just a ton of stuff. They've done way more than Savini all combined, you know? Yeah. And then I have a note here of, are we going to take a moment to discuss just how awful of an American tradition Black Friday is? Yeah, it's the worst sort of capitalist excess. It is. Now, I get it, though. We're also used to being gouged for prices, and inflation is so fucking insane that it sort of feels like a necessity. What a horrible fucking dystopia we live in. Yeah. This is our Hunger Games. It is. It's the purge. <laughs> it kind of is the purge. So, so every day after Thanksgiving, there's it's a fucking purge, purge. day. Yeah, we purge. It's a purge planet. I mean, there's violence. There's people that have been trampled to death. Um, people have shot each other. Yeah, I don't. I don't go anywhere on. Oh, me neither. Well, I don't. I don't go shopping on Black Friday. Sometimes I go to. I might go to a movie this year. I don't know, but I go to um, my movies on Saturdays. 
I kind of just go when I can. Yay, uh, pass. Um, I would like to point out that the composer for this uh, movie is Patrick Stump. Ah! The singer for Fallout Boy. That would explain something that I have later in my notes. Yep, he's the singer for Fallout Boy. He did the uh, music for Spidey and his amazing friends as well, for those of us who have little kids. That makes a lot of sense for this movie then. Because the music, well, I have a big note about the music later on. But before we get into the movie, visit us on a like and follow our show. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell your friends, help get the word out. Give us, I don't know, a, a present emoji. <laughs> a, uh, a capitalist dollar sign emoji. Yeah. You can check out more webs- uh, episodes at our website, exploitedpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at Exploited Podcast or on the death of capitalism at Podcast Exploit. That's right. Exploited, gonna give it to you. You can also join our Exploited Discord, Exploit It Discord, from the uh, website. The link's there. Exploited, it's a different podcast. That's when we talk about Michael Bay movies. Yeah, that's just the Michael Bay one. <laughs> and you can also contact us at exploitedpodcast at gmail.com. So, this movie starts in a store where this is called Allmart. And there's already shoppers outside slamming on the door. Am I sad that it wasn't just like S-Mart, just a straight-up reference? Oh. Army, Army of Dark. That would have been good. But it's Allmart, and they've got like the uh, the corporate, you know, layout for how to design Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. And this fucking dude, Monty, is like climbing up a ladder, and a meteor just crashes through the roof. And, you know, it's it's from space. It's some weird-ass pulsating fucking alien pod. Yeah, we got a little bit of aliens here. We got a little bit of the stuff here. Yeah, because some tendril comes out and... Okay, these things shoot cum. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, it's kind of like a, a sea cucumber shooting its everything at you. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like cum. A little bit. Very sticky. And we get the blood splatter on a Black Friday sign. <laughs> And so they look for Monty's, and the electronic sec- electronic section's all fucked up. They're like, oh, Monty, you had one job! And then zombie Monty attacks them. And Zombalian. We- yeah. And then we have the opening credits, which I loved the opening credits, and this is where I have my note about the soundtrack. Yeah. Because you have this song, this Have I Got a Gift for You. Yeah. Original song written for this movie. It it sounds it's supposed to sound like Frank Sinatra, and I'm like, now it makes sense that it's the singer from Fallout Boy that wrote this song. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's probably him performing it. He's a very talented singer. Yeah, he's got quite a range. And the credits, you know, I love the credits. Um, ominous font for the cast, faint sounds of screaming crowds. While we get this Frank Sinatra esque song, and then we see middle aged Devin Sawa. <laughs> Dropping off his daughters at their mom's house for the holiday because he's got to work. Yep. He makes jokes about them being Gen Z kids. He's like, all right, influencers. Yeah. <laughs> he was. That's, fo- me in a few, that's me in a few years. <laughs> he was fo- 43 when he made this movie. And that's how old I am. <laughs> I, I'm 40. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. This is 40. Yeah, this is 40. That's uh, That's us. And they joke about uh, mom's new guy that, like, apparently he farts all the time, and they're like, he uses Axe body spray. And they show him, and they're like, yep, that guy looks like an Axe user. Yep. Gonna put in here our advertisement for our new sponsor, Axe body spray. Yeah, I mean, uh, we will promote the hell out of whoever. We have no <laughs> scruples. 
Yeah, the girls are all sad because they had to have Thanksgiving breakfast with Dad. That is sad. That is depressing. Because they have their actual regular Thanksgiving meal with Mom and apparently horrible Grant. Fart axe guy. Fart axe, axe. yeah. So he, he tells the kids, he's like, hey, heroes work on Thanksgiving. Cops, firefighters, your dad. Yeah, he's not a cop or fighter. Yeah, you're not a first responder, but I do like how he points out, like, really loudly, hey, Grant doesn't have to work on Thanksgiving. You know, on a year-to-year basis, retail workers have it harder than police and firefighters. Yeah. Any individual retail worker is probably having it worse than any individual firefighter or police. And he's on like, Thanksgiving specific, on, on Black Friday specifically. He's like, that's a sweater. Yeah. Just making digs at Grant, who's just in his cloud of farts and acts whiling and waving. And then we get to meet Chris. The Wikipedia for this film describes Chris as nebbish. Yeah. But I had to look up that word. Yeah, I don't know that one either. It's a man who has regarded his pitifully intellectual intellectual, timid, or submissive. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> and I'm like, it certainly applies to this young man who's wearing overalls with a cartoon bear on them and worrying about, where's my hand sanitizer? Yes. Yeah, he's a uh, hypochondriac, which is, um, that'd be a problem for him very soon. Yeah, especially if you work in retail. Everybody in retail is fucking disgusting. Yeah, and especially in this movie. His whole family's eating Thanksgiving dinner while he's trying to find his hand sanitizer. And his family hates him. They think he's he's nebbish. Oh, his dad's just an asshole. Yeah, the mom's like, are you going to work all weekend? Chris goes, I don't know. Is dad still charging me rent? And yep, dad just... Calling. Yeah. Dad grunts with a mouthful of turkey. Um, And then we see Ken, who's in his ride looking at vacation guides for single dads and their kids. Chris comes in and, you know, Ken gives him a joke about, like, entering the ring, weighing 35 pounds, looking like an absolute vegetarian. It's Chris. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Chris is like, oh, well, you, you got fucking booster seats and juice boxes in your car, dude. Like, those are for you. Yeah. <laughs> they, they obviously get along. They obviously like each other. They're friends. They work at a place called We Love Toys. Which basically a Toys R Us. The Toys R Us, if, you know, Toys R Us still existed. Yeah, big corporate store, too. In fact, that yeah, plays I... a lot into the story, is corporate. Right. Um, and that's why it brought up a lot of bad memories of working retail on Black Friday at Walmart. Yeah, that sounds miserable. I, I've never had, luckily never worked retail, especially not on Black Friday. And my wife worked at Radio Shack on Black Friday one time. Double shit. Ooh. Yeah, so there's a uh, guy in line out front who's like, I don't feel so good, foreshadowing what's to come, you know? Yeah, and this movie escalates pretty damn fast. Yeah. Marnie, we meet her, she's setting up Christmas decor. This guy that unloads the truck, Lou, you know, has a moment flirting with her. Yep. Um, And if this set feels authentic, it's because it kind of is. This was shot in a former Babies R Us in Massachusetts. And that is a, basically a Toys R Us. Yeah. And apparently Ken and Marnie have a, a thing. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they have a little a little fling. He's like, oh. No, it doesn't, doesn't even sound like they're fucking. They're just kind of like making out. 
like they're planning a date. You know, he's like, "We still yeah. on for pancakes after work?" And I'm like, "Pancakes." You know, he asks her for his holiday bonus, and she's like, "No, you won't get them until the the end of the shift at six a.m." So we see Chris uh, in the back obsessively washing his hands while we listen to a news report about meteor showers before someone. Oh, oh sorry. Keep going. Before someone quickly changes the channel to Curse of Chucky. <laughs> True. I, I was telling my wife, I'm like, you actually might like this. This kind of reminds me of, like, uh, was that show? Super Center or something like that? Oh, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, she liked that show. I'm like, this is kind of that, but a horror movie. <laughs> or Waiting, set in the... Oh, yeah. Set in a big spot. <laughs> um, and we get a brief glimpse of a stuffed bear being advertised called Dower Dennis. Which is supposed to be the new hotness for that holiday season. Yeah, for 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 boomers like us. Yeah. <laughs> remember Tickle Me Elmo? Yeah, this is the Tickle Me Elmo of this, that year. And trust me, we'll have a lot more to say about Dower Dennis. At least I will. Voiced by Seth Green. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. So, Nebish Chris watches an absolute germaphobe horror as a co-worker tastes a cake with his finger. Yeah. And then Anita licks the napkin to polish her name on the Employee of the Month plaque. Yeah. Um, and then this co-worker's like, Old man Peruso promised to give me a handy in the back alley if I saved him a Dower Dennis. I'm like, well, did you save him a Dower Dennis? Yeah. <laughs> Chris is like, Congrats! <laughs> so Anita is played by Celeste Olivia, who I recently saw as a detective in The Exorcist Believer. Oh yeah, she did see that movie. Yeah. She informs Chris that corporate does not want them to use the phrase Black Friday, because it's apparently racist, and so they are rebranding it as Green Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so a few things. Black Friday refers to coming back into the flack financially. <laughs> Second of all, Green Friday does sound like profit, but it also sounds like getting high. It does. I'm going to have a Green Friday. Green Friday sounds like my Thanksgiving marijuana movie. <laughs> and Black Friday is, you know, like death. Sounds more appropriate for the poor workers. Yeah. Then Anita goes on. She's like, your undershirt is untucked, Chris. That's grounds for a write-up. I'm like, yeah, Anita is a, a, a uh, not a nice person. And I'm like, why does everybody hate Chris? I think Nebish guys are cute, okay? I like <laughs> Nebish guys. Yeah. Wasn't there a TV, was a TV show called Everybody Hates Chris? So. Yeah. Um. So Ken's making videos for his kids, you know, on his phone. He's like, look, daddy's at work. I'm at the Santa Claus thing. Well, Lou practically runs him down going, bathroom, I'm parking a Buick here. He's like, uh, over there. <laughs> Another guy goes in the back alley for a cigarette, not the handy from this old man, just a no. cigarette. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Black Friday, what a bunch of suckers. And I put 100% agree, my man. <laughs> yeah. And then so uh, he's got to take the front entrance through the shoppers because he locked himself out. Chris comes back with coffee for himself, Ken, and Archie. We get to meet Archie now. Yes. And, uh,. So Ken offers Chris a non-sexual back rub. That's, that's right. As he pours something from a flask into his coffee, which is exactly yeah. how I did Black Friday. That's I think that's how everybody does Black Friday. Well, I was also at the peak of my alcoholism, so I did that every fucking day. I know, but I think everybody else was joining you that day. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, hey, hey, did you see Anita got employee of the month again? Fucking Jonathan, am I right? 
And Chris is sad. He's like, I came in early five times this pay period. He made me learn how to work a fucking forklift for nothing. And he, Foreshadowing. Uh, might come in handy if you ever have to do some forklifting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe in a few hours, even. And then we get to meet Stephen Peck as Brian, all authoritative with a clipboard and a megaphone. Just, everybody listen up! And I instantly love this character, but hate them at the same time. <laughs> the performance is great. The performance is amazing, but the character oh. is one of those just absolutely shit-ass, kissing, you know, corporate dick. We we know. We've all met this person. The assistant manager that that believes that they're going to go someplace. They will take a bullet for this fucking Walmart. <laughs> yeah, we, we've all met this person. And they will micromanage you just so they look good. And if you haven't met this person, you might be this person. Yeah. So then we have Jonathan, the general manager, played by Bruce Campbell, wearing a bow tie. <laughs> Bruce Campbell is a GM. Yeah, he, has, he has gone from working housewares to uh, all the way up to GM. He has seen himself live long enough to see himself become the villain. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, happy Black Friday. Oh, we've got this memo from OSHA. Statistically, there is no day more harmful to retail workers than this day. Um, and Brian is pacing around, eyeing everybody, like they're the manager's enforcer. <laughs> and then he brings up that Dower Dennis was recalled, so if anyone asked for it, we don't have it, never had it. Some safety issue with the battery. And now we get to actually see a Dower Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a stuffed bear in a button-down shirt, a grumpy face. And he's just stuttering, I'm not doing well, I'm exhausted. <laughs> we'll get more. Oh, it's it's so good. <laughs> Jonathan has to admit that corporate has asked me to inform you that they will not be able to offer you paid breaks tonight. Thank you for your understanding. Happy Black Friday. We love toys. Some quick notes before we open our doors. Uh, first off, <coughs> from OSHA, uh, statistically, when it comes to retail, there's no day more harmful to retail workers than this day. Remember, OSHA changed their rules after somebody was trampled to death. So look out for each other, okay? Also, uh, Dower Dennis has been recalled, so if anybody asked for it. We don't have it, we never had it. Some safety issue with battery. I'm not, I'm not doing well. Doing well, doing well, doing well. Doing well. I'm, 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 Finally. Um, corporate has contacted me to inform you that they will not be able to offer paid breaks tonight. Thank you for your understanding. Oh, fuck this. Let's quell this sitch, please. I know that this is not ideal, but this is a really big night. I would hate for a sour mood to ruin our sales. What about our holiday bonus? Corporate promised us time and a half for the holiday weekend. Yes. That is still... Yes. All right, Game Faces team. I want smiles. What do we love? Toys! So, you can tell. You, you see little cracks in this. Like, Bruce Campbell is obviously he's the general manager. He's, he's, the, he's the neck piece of corporate. But you can tell he's chafing under corporate's BS. <laughs> yeah. 
And the, the the facade cracks more and more as the movie goes on. You can tell right from the beginning that things aren't all right there. And so uh, Jonathan's like, what do we love? And Brian's the only one that shouts out, toys! And he's incredibly perturbed when nobody else responds. But then we get that fucking dour Dennis going, I have a migraine. My back hurts. <laughs> Me too, Dennis. <laughs> I fucking love that dour Dennis. So Brian informs Chris that, hey, you're on a register all night because you're nebbish. <laughs> yeah, Brian hates Chris for some reason I that I can't figure out. And, um, you know, as nebbish Chris is standing there, we get Howard Dennis going, I'm not doing well. <laughs> Things are gonna get worse. <laughs> I have no idea how this toy became popular, but uh, I want one. And then we get to briefly meet fucking Emmett, but you can call me M. Whose first day on the job is fucking Black Friday. He's got, like, all this enthusiasm, a flower print shirt, and roller skates. And I'm like, this guy dies first. Yeah. He's so stupidly optimistic. He's played by... He's a red shirt. And the yeah. He's played by Louis Kurtzman, the son of FX guy Robert Kurtzman. Nice. And Jonathan brings up, you know, one last thing. He's like, no matter how bad these suburban savages are, the customer is always right. <laughs> and I put that is exactly why I hate retail. Yep. Because the f customer is always fucking wrong and perpetuating the idea that they're right is what turns retail into a fucking nightmare. Yeah, well, that's what corporate wants, though. We live a in a cyberpunk dystopia without the cool cyber bits. Yeah. We just live in a depressing punk dystopia. And so it's go time. They open the doors. And the first one there is, of course, a lady in the mobility scooter that everyone's trying to push out of the way. <laughs> as, as is tradition. Yeah. And so people are fighting each other for toys. Everyone's snatching up these new Xboxes. Just general chaos. Ken Usual watching it. Go ahead. With Black Friday shit. Yep. Ken watching it all with a good-natured cynicism of somebody that's had, like, at least three shots of whiskeys in their coffee. A, vet, a veteran who's had plenty of uh, some lubrication. And so there's this angry old grandma yelling at Nebish Chris. Like, will you hurry up, dickless? Yeah. And I wish like, I could say that's an exaggeration, but I know that person exists. Yes. And corporate wants you to believe that they're right, and it normalizes that behavior. Well, if that person isn't right, then they, that's money out of their pocket. You know, every little cent. I mean, shareholders are a ravenous beast that must be fed constantly, like that, like the old old gods at the end of Cabin in the Woods, a movie that I've just spoiled for everybody. Yeah, but Chris is having trouble with the register because there's something sticky on it, and you know he's, you know, how he feels about that. <laughs> So Brian comes up, he's like, what's the sitch here? Pussy boy's taking forever! And then is like, full disclosure, some guy just blew chunks all over the ride-ons and you're cleaning it up. Like, intentionally sending Chris to do that. Yeah. I feel so bad. Some reason, some reason he hates Chris. I don't know what his fucking problem with Chris is. Yeah. I feel so bad for this nebbish cutie. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, okay. Oh wait, no. Brian, who abbreviates everything. Yeah. It's like sawdust is in the mate's closet. <laughs> well, if you're a zoomer, you don't have you gotta shorten everything. There's not enough time. Mm-hmm. You're zooming, you know. You gotta zoom. 
So Ken had said something about asshole customers, and angry grandma just like bursts her head through a fucking shelf to go, oh, oh, you fucking asshole! I'll rip this whole place apart! He goes, I believe it. <laughs> As he's pushing the toy back. <laughs> yeah. And then she sits down on the Santa throne <laughs> with this pulsing alien thing under it. Heavy as the head that wears the crown. Yep. Chris goes to clean up the vomit, which is really just like alien goo. It's like, I'm not sure that's just barf. <laughs> we get our first zombie, and it's like the guy that was in line complaining of being sick. And so Chris yeah. defends himself by pulling down a fucking ball cage. Hey. And then he's immediately, where's my hand sanitizer? Attacked by somebody else who uh, yeah, <laughs> he does something else horrible, too. Yeah, and then Archie's like, what the fuck, Chris? And we get an announcement that all oh, the customers must vacate the premise. And Ken's riding around, and Emmett's like, "What? Happened? What was? Up? What's the deal with that Chris guy? I think he smashed some lady with a pink SUV." <laughs> and um, Emmett sees a zombie and goes over to investigate. Just as we change the scene, and poor Chris is zip tied to a chair. And Marnie is like, "No, this is wrong. This ain't like Chris at all." And Archie's like, "Yeah, it's really not like Chris." And he's like, I'm sorry I crushed that woman, but check the security footage. And Jonathan enters, and he's like, yes, something is wrong. We're one hour into Black Friday, and we're escorting customers away from the store? <laughs> um, somebody gives a, a line about, this is some next-level bath salt shit. Yes. Well, <laughs> kind of. Oh, yeah, it's when Ken has to save Emmett from a zombie woman that vomits that cum-looking stuff all over him. Yeah. So, Jonathan won't let them call the cops, because that's going to affect their sales. He's like, we're just going to work efficiently. We're going to reopen by 2 a.m. And everyone's like, are you insane? Um, Anita starts reminding Chris that you're not supposed to provoke the customers. The training video says and sings a fucking song. Leave them be and then you'll see the love of toys is all we need. <laughs> Anita, please shut the fuck up. Yeah, did, Don't they bring uh, Emmett in here, too? Cause yeah, fucking... they, they brought, drag Emmett in. Because... Because Ken just shatters a skateboard on him. <laughs> Which somehow, it takes a lot to do that, especially with the grip tape on. Emmett turns into a zombie and just, like, eats Anita's head. Yeah, impales her. Like, well, nothing of value was lost. And then Jonathan hides behind Brian, going, protect me! Oh, it's when they hit uh, the zombie with the cake, and Jonathan's like, hey, corporate sent that! <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's Archie who takes him out with a nail gun. Well, or she's kind of a badass. Yeah, and so they're like, okay, we gotta separate that kid from the rest of the shoppers. And then this one old lady that works there, Ruth, goes, Oh, you know, the first time I worked a Black Friday, they separated the shoppers by race. Like, man, you've been working Black Friday for a long goddamn time. Yeah. Uh, they contact another store in, like, I think it was Schaumburg? Yeah, that's in Illinois. Yeah, this is supposed to be like a Chicago suburb. Yeah. Even though they shot it in Massachusetts. I only know it's Schaumburg's in Illinois because there's a lot of like insurance companies who have their mailing address there. Huh. And part of my job involves mailing shit to insurance companies. Schaumburg is just being besieged by zombies. They're like, they're killing us! Don't let them gather! Keep them out! And so they plot their, their, the way that they're going to do this tour. And Archie's like, whoa, Ruth can't run. Which Brian quips, survival of the fittest and the non-geriatric. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Jonathan just starts drinking champagne. He's like, fuck it. 
corporate sent me this. I'm going to have it. This is probably, yeah, he's just like, fuck it. He, he especially says it's cheap champagne, so he knows it's all bullshit. Yep. So Ken has to lead, um, Ken and Jonathan lead, like, Rita and Marnie away, and everyone else, like, goes out there. And, uh, old Ruth is telling Marnie, your man is so hunky. Marnie's like, oh, no, we're not dating. The old woman goes, oh, so you're consensual fuck partners? <laughs> Bruce Blunt, gotta respect that. Yep, Ken makes sure he goes to the bathroom to get his like hidden bottle of booze. Yeah, he's got his he's got his his special reserves up in the up in the bathroom. And Jonathan's like, that's against code. <laughs> and so we do realize um, that the shoppers are building something in the middle of the store. We don't really know what. And so Ken gives his speech about it. he's like, I'm getting my holiday bonus and getting the fuck out of here. And Jonathan's like, Oh well, um. About that. About that. Yeah. There's no holiday bonuses. So nobody likes that. Even loyal Brian is pissed. Yep. And they're like, well, we only thought there would be layoffs after the holidays. Oh, yeah, there's still going to be that, too. So, Marty. I mean, none, of, none of that is, is Jonathan's choice. It's corporate basically said, nope, none of that. Yep. So Ruth is like, oh, well, never mind. The police are here. And the police car, the policeman is dead, apparently. Bla smashes the car through the doors and lets in all the zombies. Yeah, he's a zombie alien. So Archie and Chris are trying to get away together, but Archie gets some of that zombie cum shot. Yep, he's fighting a lot of them off. Got like a predator <laughs> vibe here. And he's like, Chris, go. Go, Chris. I'm going to hold you back. Go, Chris. And that's when he's fighting him and he goes, I got your doorbusters right here, motherfucker. Yeah. And then he finally does get hit in the face and taken away, and we see some guts. Poor Archie. Yeah, like I said, a lot like, it kind of reminded me of Predator, which was kind of cool. Yep. Archie was a badass. I wish uh, they'd let him stay in the movie a little longer. But then he would save the day, like, quarter of the way through. So Marnie beats the hell out of Emmett again with a pipe wrench. Yeah. And he, he's out, but Jonathan warns they're never really dead. Which he would know. I mean, fucking Ash. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan, that would be like a great, like, great, like, tie. And it's like, oh shit, he's actually at. Yeah. Who's, who's gone corporate? And so Marnie's like, I don't think this night could get any worse. And the power goes out right at that minute, and Jonathan just laughs. He's like, what? Does nobody else think that's funny? It's like that scene in Pitch Black where it starts to rain. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your god now? So then they start a not a bonfire. <laughs> it's a bunch of glow up toys in a pile. It's a it's a it's a retail bonfire. Yeah, and so they start taking off their name tags and throwing them in the fire and giving their their bio biographies here. Talking about how long they've been working there. Well, because like their name tags, like the, he gets says, "My name's Emmett, and I have loved toys since the first of the month." Yeah. And Brian's like, I've loved toys for eight years. I wanted to be a dentist. Ken's been there for ten years. Like, yep. he told his wife it'd be temporary. Yeah, he lost his job and took this job as a temporary thing. And just, like many things in life, temporary becomes permanent very quickly. Marnie's been there four years. Chris has been there two years, and he gives a, a monologue about... um. Imagine making your living at the place you begged your mom and dad to take you when you were younger. Yep. And realizing it's a prison. And then Jonathan says that he's worked there for 27 years. And he's like, I was lonely. There's a place for everyone. This is my place. 
It's like regional calls for numbers. You reprimand somebody, they listen. All the women have to laugh at your jokes. All the coolest guys have to listen to you. That's what we love toys means to me. <laughs> he goes, that's some dark shit. <laughs> and it is some dark shit. <laughs> it it gives some... you a little glimpse into Jonathan's psyche. Obviously, he was bullied as a kid and yeah. was alone, never had any friends. Nobody you know, respected him. Yeah, and like Marnie's like, I can't believe I missed Thanksgiving with my family. And Jonathan's like, at least you were invited to a Thanksgiving. It's that's rough. Like, like oh shit. Well, that makes that makes him make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. So Marnie goes to the fridge, finds a bunch of sliced turkey, and is like, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And Jonathan starts in with the trivia about like the origins of Black Friday. Yep. And the, the truth that the promise of savings is an illusion. Right. That's why they call them doorbusters. They just want to get your asses in there so you buy infinite other things. Yeah. And so he's pointing out, it's like, yeah, everything's sold at a loss to get you through the door. So you go ahead and get that cheap flat screen TV, but now you're going to need the wall mount and the cables. Customers aren't always right. They just want to think they are. Yeah. He knows it's all bullshit. Just plays the role because... And then, he's got nothing better to do. Yeah, he's got nothing better to do. Chris says something to Ken, um, and they start arguing. Oh, Chris hits him where it hurts. He's like, don't call me your kid. I see you way too often to be your actual child. And I'm right in that d- divorced tad kidney there. Yeah, Chris kind of is uh, kind of a shithead in this scene. Yeah. but he pa- The tensions are high, you know, life or death situation. It's, it's okay. But then also brings up how kind of a it's a a come to jesus moment for ken because ken thought he was like the coolest person here and they realized that nobody actually really respects ken um that that marty's just like not even dating him and she's like did you think we were it's like it's really boring it's just boring we're just just passing the time yeah so they're all gonna get into the truck that's still against the loading dock i do like that jonathan is just sitting there like not saying anything during it. It's like, mm-hmm, I'm going to stay out of this one. Yep. But then he's like, it's Captain, I'm going down with the ship. You won't get away. Hey, what's the plan? Lou attacked you guys, right? Damn straight. He showed Ken what's what. Right, which means the truck is still parked in the loading dock. And the keys are still in the truck, he told me. If we bust open those locks, we can get into the bed of the truck. That's our way out of here. Well, what happens when you get into the truck bed? I figured there's got to be a hatch to the front seat, right? Got it! Let's go. All right, team. Listen up. I made a decision. As captain, I'm going down with the ship. No. I'm staying behind. That's it. We had turkey together. And pretzels. Jonathan, now is not the time, okay? Then when is my time, huh? Call me a fool, but I love it here. This is my favorite place in the whole world. It would be an honor to stay with the store in its final hours, as any good and strong manager would. I told you they never die! Emmett's back up. My note calls him Emmett Monster 2.0. Yeah, he keeps, keeps coming back. And we get some crazy practical effects here. Oh, yeah, and Ken gets bit. Yeah, he gets bit. Yeah, he gets bit, so he's telling everybody to keep away. I think it's Chris that's like, we can cut your arm off. 
to where he's like, guys, you already took my dignity. Leave me my arm. Now get the fuck out of here. Like, oh, but you could cut your arm off and put a chainsaw on it. Yeah. So they all start to escape. Um, well, Ken is alone with Dower Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> Dower Dennis is like, I want to go somewhere new. I'm not myself. It's been a long day. Fuck off, Dower Dennis, but things are going to get so much worse. I feel like they just let Seth Green just say whatever the fuck he wanted. Um, so yeah, so Chris and Marnie, they share a moment of mutual respect. And it's mentioned that, like, last Christmas, Marnie let a shoplifter go because, you know, she could realize that the they were stealing for her kids, not herself. And Jonathan and Brian are first like, what? Marnie's like, what was I going to do? Call the cops and have her kids realize in the worst possible way that Santa's not real? And then Jonathan's the one that goes, you did the right thing. Like, he's done with this corporatism now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's had... I mean, like I said, the, the facade was cracking. It's now just completely broken at this point. <laughs> Much like Dower Dennis, who's still in there, like, going, I feel bad. Yeah. Much like Dower Dennis, the the guild has been... <laughs> we can't do this at my house. My house is a mess. And Ken's like, quiet, Dennis, they'll hear us. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chris get, makes it into the cab of the truck and realizes that he doesn't know how to drive a fucking semi. Yeah, it turns out the not the same as just driving a car. We get some more Dennis. Get it together. It's not like my life was my choice. <laughs> Dennis starts catching on fire, too. His, like, battery blows up. Yeah, because the batteries got problems. And we get the best Dennis line ever as he's burning. My wife left me, so I can guess I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> That's right. Like the toy cusses, too? <laughs> Maybe another reason it was recalled. Yeah. So Chris goes back into the drug. He's like, hey, I can't drive this thing. We have to go back into the store. And, um... Like, they're leaving Brian behind to, to follow, and Jonathan's like, they're hungry, and you're the slowest and the juiciest. <laughs> he starts, why? I can't see it. Shut up, Juicy. Shut the fuck up, Juicy. Which is my favorite line of the movie. Yeah. They get up on top of the roof, and the building's on fire, so they have no place to go, and the zombies are coming through. And that's when Jonathan just really loses it. Yeah, he's done. He's like, my face hurts from the fake smiles, my ears hurt from listening to Air Supply 50,000 times. And he's like, it says in the handbook that the people that work for you should be treated like family, and these kids, they're my family. And so he sacrifices himself for them. Yeah, he uh, he just throws himself at all the, <laughs> the zombalians climbing up. Yep. Um, and we've realized... Godspeed, Captain. They're building something real big in the middle that's all pulsating. Yeah, throbbing, if you will. That's starting to burst through the, the, the roof. And Brian admits that, hey, I bit Ken. And they're like, what? He's like, uh, Ken wasn't a hero. He was a drunk and a creep, so I did this all a favor. And they're like, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah. <laughs> did you even think about his daughters? <laughs> and so they all jump off the roof into the garbage. Well, Chris takes a... Chris, yeah, Chris... <laughs> Chris jumps, yes. Oh, Chris, he's about to count, and then the, like, the building shakes and just throws him. He, 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 he gets a little assist because, again, he hates... Well, the garbage is a bit much for him. Yeah. So they, uh, the thing that they've built is just, they've all combined into like one giant fucking monster. It's a kaiju. 
Yeah, we got a, a, a fleshy body hoary monster. Oh, it's got eyes and faces all over it. It's beautiful. Did we talk about the scene where the grandma is chasing getting around the fucking room? Well, that, yeah, he's fighting her with the Dower Dennis doll. <laughs> <laughs> you don't appear to be wearing a shirt or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you But so Brian decides, like, I am going to defeat this monster with customer service. <laughs> going to go make some really hard diplomacy checks. <laughs> he goes out there with the empathy. He's like, my name is Brian and I love toys. No, you're scared. I'm scared too. But you see, the customer's always right. And the monster just fucking destroys him. He just flicks him. <laughs> yeah. And he flies like way across the parking lot and dies. As, as someone says later, he's like, well, yeah, I flicked him like a paper football. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much how that worked. So Ken provides distraction while Chris gets the forklift. Because he's finally found something that needs forklifting. Yep, yeah, this thing needs a forklift. <laughs> and um, he basically just revs the engine and holding the breakdown. Yep. So once that monster shoots out its cum tentacle... It's a very long one because it's a very big monster. Yeah, Chris jumps out just in time and the monster fucking stabs himself in the face with the, the forks. Yep. And blood sprays everywhere, it's defeated, the store crumbles... They're like, we gotta go get pancakes. I know my, my daughters are safe. They've got safe, you know, houses built up all over the area. So we're gonna get pancakes and go see my family. Yeah, Ken, Marnie, and Chris are still alive. Yep. And uh, they run over a dour dentist who gets one last quip. That has been a long day and this is the end. As they drive off and there's just tentacle, like, fleshy monsters everywhere. Emerging from all of the retail stores. <laughs> yep. Because nobody else stops theirs except for that. Yep, they managed to stop theirs, but that, that was futile. There's because... many more. There's many more. Yeah, this was a fun movie. I love this movie. It's so good. It's just like perfect, you know, just comedy horror goodness. Yep. Like, like if you like, you know, Shaun of the Dead or uh, Deathgasm or uh, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2, like... This is like it, this is just like those. It's so good. It, it's a very fun horror comedy. Coffee wise, this is like really, really good morning coffee at a yeah. local coffee shop, not a corporate one. Definitely on, on, on Black Friday. <laughs> on Black Friday, as you sit in this small little local coffee shop and watch all these fucking people standing out in the cold holding Starbucks cups in front of a Walmart. Yeah, and trying you, to get that. <laughs> trying to get that fifty dollar PS Five. Yep. And you and the uh, the forty five year old barista that owns this little coffee shop, you all just smile and go fuck them. <laughs> yep. And then you put on your Fallout Boy. <laughs> yep. You put on some Fallout Boy and sip the coffee, and you know it's a good day. It's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. The the social commentary obviously very good. It's just it's such a fun movie. It's, it's a very fun movie. Everybody the cast in the is all movie. Great. Aircast is all good. Everyone's having a good time. Perfect. I do want to see the Chucky series now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, that's obviously going to have to be done at some point, so. It's got Devin Sawa in it. I do like Devin Sawa. He's great in this. But it's a direct sequel to the movies, which must be huh? much of the same cast of the movies. So, anything left on Black Friday? Uh, I, I, no, I just, I, it, 
this movie made me smile. Like I really enjoyed this movie. It definitely uh definitely made my evening like that's a that was a lovely fun movie. Well I hope next week makes you smile because we're watching bizarre eighties nonsense. Yeah. Well I mean that seems like something that would make me smile. With the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension and something else weird and related to it. Yeah. Yep. So we will catch you then. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good day. Good evening. Good morning. Wherever you are. Good time zone. Well, that tins are swinging and the bells are ringing and it's all such a big to do. But you can keep the cards and the kind regards. Cause I got a gift for you.